Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... This episode of the Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by Candlewick Press, the publishers of the Princess in Black series by Shannon Hale, Dean Hale, and Lewin Pham. And also, Smell My Foot, a new easy reader from C.C. Bell that is side-splittingly hilarious, punny, and absurd. You're going to love it. Watch for Smell My Foot from C.C. Bell and more installments of the Princess in Black series by Shannon Hale and Dean Hale and Lewin Pham from Candlewick Press. We were in the middle of a very huge exhibit hall at the American Library Association's annual conference in Washington, D.C. this past June. We had just recorded a live episode with Cece Bell and Katie Camillo on a great big stage in front of a whole bunch of super nice people who got up early in the morning to join us. The exhibit hall was just getting busy with crowds and signing lines and giveaways and sales pitches, and we snuck into some unmarked tabled area behind some big heavy curtains because that's how we roll. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 534. I'm your host, Matthew Winner, and today I'm speaking with Shannon Hale, Dean Hale, and Lewin Pham about their Princess in Black series. There's a bit of a conference din hovering throughout the background of this recording, but there's also a whole lot of humor and a whole lot of heart. As Shannon shares about making books with Dean, we co-author a lot of things, and some are alive. Please welcome my guests, Shannon Hale, Dean Hale, and Lewin Pham, the creative team behind the Princess in Black series. Hi, I'm Lewin Pham. I'm a nasty lady. <laughs> nasty lady? No, a nice lady! Oh. What do you do? Oh, and I'm a children's book illustrator, and I write sometimes, and mostly these days I illustrate for Shannon and Dean Hale. <laughs> I'm Shannon Hale. I write books. She, her. I'm Dean Hale. I am married to Shannon Hale and support her in all her endeavors, creative and otherwise. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dean doesn't support you, creative or otherwise. <laughs> or otherwise. So we're going to talk today about Princess in Black, about origin stories, about 
working collaboratively because I think did I hear correctly that the both of you came from improv together is that oh, that's a right. fact we that were. I know yeah 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 tell me about tell me about what brought you into working creatively together because not everyone works creatively with others that's I'll just true. leave it there <laughs> that's true especially if you live with them they married or yeah. not living right, under the same roof right. or not that's right when you have to be with each other all the time when you work at home I'm not saying there isn't a strain Matthew <laughs> <laughs> We were, we knew each other in high school. We were really good friends in high school. We were part of the same friends group and we were in a drama class together. We were also in an improv group together, both in high school and later. And outside, yeah. One, in high school was not funny, funny yeah. and funny. And then the other one was comedy, yeah. Um, so we didn't date in high school, but we knew each other for seven years before we started dating because uh, we were really, we were really close. Yeah. So we kind of, and then we dated for a long time, off and on, before we got married. And then you moved so. to Montana when I was pining for you. But then you came back. Let's not get into all okay, that. When right, I was right. pining. Let's right. talk about the years that I loved him. And <laughs> no, I thought you said let's not get into that. <laughs> it all worked out. It did. But we worked out all of our stuff before Way before getting even getting married, yeah. So we've had like a really easy marriage. Like, we just get along. Oh, and he kisses me. Audible kiss. I had to narrate it because we're on a podcast. I know. I just made a kiss noise. <laughs> and so we, he, I, I wrote for years, and he was always my first reader. And then eventually, I lured him to leave his his stable job and come home. Um, it took about like I don't know, eighteen books in print before we could afford to try that. Yeah. And once we did. Um, We've been a writing duo ever since. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. I first knew your name from Rapunzel's Revenge. Yeah. Yeah. And from really, that was sort of the start of when I was in the library. So it was, who's this Nathan Hale person? Are they all related? Right. Um, since I, I now know that that is not the case. Yes. But you need to come in starting with comics or to come in yeah. to have that introduction. That's great. So that's that started the first time we collaborated. I had apart from the children, right? right. No, it was before the children, wasn't it? Ra- which Rapunzel? I can't remember. Okay, well, all right. We We're co-author old. a lot of things, and some are alive. Um, we, I was started out writing these thick fantasy books, and I was meeting a lot of kids who this that was just not their thing. They were they were not going to get through one of these books. A parent would come to my signing with one child who's like a big fan of the Goose Girl or Princess Academy, and they'd have another child, and the mom would kind of whisper to me, they're not a reader, which breaks my heart, because you know everybody's a reader if they find the right book. Well, Dean grew up reading comics, and he is a reader because of comics. Yeah. And I... We used to talk about, ah, oh, I wish that comics were more accessible. accessible. Like they were when I was a kid, when you could just go in and, you know, pay a small amount of money and, and get whatever you wanted at the 7-Eleven or whatever. Right. And they just, they don't, they're not accessible like that anymore. They're not, that pocket change at your local store. And plus the stories were very much geared towards adults. Yeah. And they had complicated back history. You couldn't just jump into a lot of them. So what we wanted to do, we went actually went to Marvel and DC and we pitched um, some comics for kids and they were not interested at that time and so we decided to write our own and I wanted to work with him because of his extensive background in comics I just felt like this is a completely new medium I don't want to jump in there like I think I know what I'm doing and I wanted to work with you because you are awesome and competent thank you Mm -hmm. 
that yeah. checks the box. That was yeah. the first time. It, well, that was the first working together, though, correct? It was, yeah. What was the first kiss then tell before that? Oh, it was. But yeah, it we, wasn't we, really collaboration. Yeah, we wrote this little story for a, a, an anthology called First Kiss Then Tell about our first kiss. Oh. And I wrote, they asked oh, me to write a, about my first kiss, and I decided to write about my first kiss with Dean. And, and I then said, I asked him to do his counter well, I said, can I do a rebuttal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or did you notice in our story, I asked him to do the rebuttal. And, and I said, can he, I please? He asked to yes. do the rebuttal. That's how Revisionist history works. That's right. We don't know who wrote what anymore, Matthew. In our books, he claims all the funny parts, and I'm sure that they're mine. <laughs> yeah, and she's wrong most of the time. Well, except for like 90% of the right, time. Right, except for that. They're like Martin and Lewis. Honestly, this is what it's like hanging out with them. When, they, when we do presentations together... And I could see the banter going, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to relax over here and let them do their little thing. And it's always like, we do so much of the same stuff, but like they come up with new shticks. And I'm assuming most of this is real, that this can't like actually be something you're making up on the fly. So I have no idea what you're talking about. Yes, there you go. Wynn, remind me how you came onto the project, how you came onto Princess in Black, because it, it wasn't that the through this is the first time you've you yeah. worked together you, but you didn't come in together right no no, no. as from my end of the story I don't know what she, I mean I know Shannon's end of the story but she can tell but from my end of the story um, Shannon and I had met each other a um, long time ago and she had said she was a fantasy writer and just I just in the biz we were introduced by a publicist yeah no that way a good friend yeah. of ours a mutual friend and um, she, uh, we were fans of each other. I had just read Goose Girl, and I was reading Princess Academy, and I was telling her how much I loved her stuff. And um, she, uh, she, we were sort of despairing over the fact that I'm a picture book illustrator for the most part, and that it was not likely that we were ever going to work together. Um, so I was just always a little bit sad about that. And so jump forward, what, like, was it 15 years? Was it like five years ago we did this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like 15 12 years yeah. later or something. A little while ago. Um, I was, I remember the, the exact moment because I was in New York. I was um, meeting with a bunch of editors. My agent calls me and she says, hey, I've got like a, a project for you. It's going to be probably like a, a series. And you're always hesitant to take on a series because it's a commitment. And uh, she said, uh, would you be interested in doing it? And at this point, I'd been trying to cut down for the last how many years, cut down the number of projects that I do. And I said, well, it's going to have to be like really good. Who's the, you know, what's it about? Or who's the writer? And she said, well, the writer's Shannon Hale. And then I just said, yes. Like, <laughs> really? like sight unseen, absolutely. <laughs> I don't care what it is, whatever it is, just say yes to it. And uh, my agent's like, are you sure? And I was in her hearing like, yes, yes, just say yes, yes, yes. And then I get a call later from Shannon. She's like, I'm so excited. We're working on this together. And I said something like, yeah, what is it about? What is it we're doing? I know. I couldn't believe. She had said yes without, she didn't even know the title. I didn't know anything about it. She didn't know the premise. Nothing. She knew really nothing. nothing. Yeah. Know not just not read it. Just her name. It. Yeah. It was just it. It was like to work with Shannon. Sure. And sounds good. I told her, well, it's called The Princess in Black. And it's about this princess who is also a superhero. And she fights monsters. And Wynn's like, oh, good. I yeah. can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to do princess princess books you know so when she told me it was that I thought okay because that's that was who I was as a little girl I was not the princess girl I was the princess Leia who should have been Han Solo in the real universe girl like right. that was me so it was I was just so happy to know like oh see I knew it we're kindred spirits we're like aligned in the same way so it was great and for our part we couldn't believe that that she agreed to it because Everyone we talked to during the process was always like, oh, you know who the best for this would be is Leywin Fam, but, but you'll she's never too busy. get her. Oh, Schedule. she's too busy. Too you'll busy. never get yeah. her. And so I had in my head, like, oh, I wish we could, you know, because it's actually really hard to find an illustrator who can do humor. 
like humor is really hard to pull off but also can do like gowns <laughs> and, and monsters. monsters like yeah. it's hard to find someone that can like get you someone who can do all three and you're gold <laughs> and she brings her own humor she brings more humor to her oh, to yeah. it that's, that's, that's in the text and she tells the story she, d- she does it all and she does it in these gorgeous watercolors, watercolors that are just are like glass you know, us up you guys say that and yet I swear to god every like joke that I get comes from the manuscript I'm assuming I'm not saying it's not Dean funny. must have meant this. Like and Dean wanted me to draw. Most this of the time, it is, but a little less funny. What I should say is, she makes it even funnier <laughs> yes. than the manuscript yes. already is, and they make it hard. <laughs> That's true. I agree. I've it, talked about this with you hard, before, though. But yeah. I feel like the way you've styled the princesses in particular, you're just inviting children to cosplay. Yeah. Like oh, they yeah. just look yeah. fun. They look like real outfits that kids would yeah. wear. Yeah. yeah. And yes. real color stories that kids would wear. But that's more by their design because it says in the script she found a bunch of blankets and put it together. He found They're some blankets. goat elements. No way. It's totally you. You're trying to talk yourself out of this. No, I... <laughs> I hear it. No way. Princess and blankets I'll give more credit for because oh. <laughs> I did used to dress up in blankets all the time so she wore my childhood costume. But like the goat boy and, and the last book that we just finished that I just finished illustrating and um, we introduced new characters and all the elements that I'm assuming they wanted me to suggest they found some of these her, their costumes yeah. in just an environment that's why I pulled it all in and it's all very much because Shannon and Dean are like our girls dress up all the time they do this and it's like okay well what can their kids dress up as that I could find costume wise to make it look like it's in yeah. the book we really did want kids we really did think that we want kids to be able to dress up and it's really worked because I can't believe how many like Princess of Black is so easy to cosplay. Put on some black clothes and a tiara and a mask, and you're and you're it. And the magnolia flower. And the magnolia, magnolia flower. flower. Yeah, and and the blankets. Uh, our kids. We, we we knew we wanted Princess Steezort to become a hero too, and we were asking our kids for ideas of what her name could be. And one of them said Princess. They were just saying Princess, and they were just saying all kinds of things. Jello. Yeah. You know, yeah. And one of them said blankets and. When they said that, the first thing I thought was that would be so great to cosplay because kids could just go take a, their blanket off their bed and wrap it around themselves and they could be the princess in blankets. It's a way to hide their security blanket mm-hmm. on them. Yes. Right. You know, that's the costume. Superman story. Like his cape is his blanket that's baby that's, blanket. that's in, in the, the that's pod. Right. You know what we need is a picture of, of Superman like sitting up on top of a building looking over the city or something and cuddling his cape like yeah. a baby blanket and sucking his thumb. Yep. Oh, that would be so sweet. I never, I didn't even think about that. That's amazing. Look at these connections. See, uh-huh. only from these guys. So for those, I know we're recording separately from when we just did our panel. Um, for those that haven't heard the origin of Princess in Black, Dean, would you mind sharing it? Because oh, Shannon sure. and I heard yeah. we, we got to hear the way I you shared it, too. I my version. I'm really I'm, interested yeah. in the way that you both tell these stories a little the, differently. Yeah. The, well, my version's a lot shorter than yours because you called me. <laughs> but so, the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell your the half that happened to you. So our daughter, who's, whose name is Magnolia. Oh, I didn't make that we, connection. We call her Maggie. Um, oh. She was looking at this butterfly skirt that was multicolored, and she was pointing at different colors and saying, you know, pink is a girl color, yellow is a girl color, purple is a girl color, but not black. And this, you know, was disturbing to Shannon particularly. And she said, well, I, I wear black. And our daughter said, well, no, you're a mama. Ma, you know, a girl, I don't count as a girl. You don't, you don't count yeah. as a girl. And then you cited Batgirl, who, you know, was like, okay, here's a powerful superhero, wears black. She said, princesses don't wear black. And so 
She's like, Ding. oh, well, I can't think of any. We need, we need to make one. Mm-hmm. And, and so she called me at work. I was and, super excited yeah. about it. And, and she said, here, I've got this idea. There's a princess, and she's a superhero. And I say, and she fights monsters. Mm-hmm. And she says, and she fights monsters. And, you know, that it just spun off from there. And the monsters are big toddlers. Yeah, yeah we can see the way we write them, and we don't say it, but we, we kind of think about them as being toddlers. I think you told me that. Yeah, like, I dude, remember I was that. just going to yeah. say. Yeah. I remember that. We, I sometimes were hesitant to say it because she fights these she monsters, and I don't want... Them. I never tell kids it's that because toddlers. I don't want it to yeah. be like, yeah, permission to fight your toddlers. <laughs> right. But in, in terms of how we deal with them, we think of them as these... They don't mean any harm. But they're, they're not just, evil. They're just out of control. Yeah. And um, they will eat anything and or mess up anything. Yeah. 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 And they're innocent and, and they're sweet innocent. and poofy. And, and as soon yeah. as you said that and to me, stinky. I Very saw stinky. it. As soon as you said it, I saw it. Yeah. I know. They can we be were, super messy. Yeah. Matthew and I were in an interview, and, he, and I, when I mentioned to him, he's like, it was like some moments, some epiphany he went through. I'm like, Whoa! Right. I hadn't thought of that at it all. It seems obvious. Yeah, Once you hear it, it seems obvious. I am connecting something you said over breakfast too. That you just said ideas are easy. It's right. the pulling them off that's complicated. And the way you even share this idea story, it's so easy. Your child just said yeah. said the thing. That's right. the thing. You come up with ideas for stories several times a day. That's not that's not hard. But of course, also a book is not just one idea. It's thousands of ideas. So you get a spark, which was a princess in black. And then, if it's a good idea, I think of it as being like a magnet. It starts drawing other ideas to it. We could immediately start to visualize her as a superhero that fights monsters. And, oh, she's, she loves... It was very important to me that she loved both sides of herself. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't... We weren't saying... Because I, I find that uh, we as humans have a tendency to make binary opposites into a hierarchy. So male and female, masculine and feminine. So we think of superheroes traditionally as being a more masculine and a princess in a dress as being more feminine. And I never want to say with the story, the masculine is better than the feminine. She likes being a princess. She likes wearing the dresses and and the glass slippers and having tea parties. And she also likes putting on a cape and some shorts and fighting monsters. and, And she likes both. And that feels more true to me because that's what our children do. We have three daughters as well as a son. And they will put on their fancy dresses and uh, that the, they inherited from their older cousins and have tea parties and then pick up foam swords and start whacking each other. You know, yeah. it's all part of the same thing. They don't separate it like adults do. Just the idea that you can be more than one thing. Right. It's so, I mean, it's so, it's a lot easier cognitively to just say, I am this, I am in this peg, I am in this category. But when the truth is, is that we want to be and we are a lot Many of things, things kind of mixed together. I don't think adults do that. I, I see adults label, um, for example, uh, she, oh, she's a tom boy, you tom know? Boy, yeah. Like, but she's probably more than that, you know, as well. Oh, I mean, yeah. like, what do you mean by that? That that she has certain things that she likes, but it's not like every girl is the same and this one's an aberration. Like, all kids are complicated, and that's one thing we wanted to show with the books. Well. Thank you for making these books for our complicated children. <laughs> I appreciate that. And thanks for allowing me to steal a couple moments with you. Thank you. Oh, we you. talked more than Wynn. Wynn has so many great things no, to say. No, I, I already had a great Wynn? interview with Matthew. I love Speak. you. Speak. Final phrase. Final word. Oh, my God. Don't do that <laughs> the to pressure. me. The Good. pressure. The pressure. The pressure. That's my, that's my life. <laughs> I'll take it. 
This is Darshna Kiani, author of How to Wear a Sari, coming in fall 2020. Want to find out the latest South Asian books and children's literature? Check out www.darshanakhiani.com forward slash South Asian Kid Lit. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by Matthew Winner in his library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 400 episodes at matthewcwinner.com forward slash podcast. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. All views and opinions expressed on the show are those of the individuals and do not reflect ideas or viewpoints of the publishers of the books referenced. Want to help out the show? Writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that's a very good thing indeed. Before we leave, I want to give a shout out to all of my patrons, those folks who are supporting the podcast and keeping the lights on care of our Patreon page. Thank you, Jenny, Sue, Amy, Sarah, Kate, Lisa, Darshna, Marianne, Jarrett, Anitra, Mike, Lynn, Link, Karina, Cynthia, Elaine, Doug, Judy, Amanda, Ruth, Laura, Teresa, and others who are coming with me on this journey. You're welcome to come with us, too. Just visit patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner and pick the support tier that's right for you. Teamwork makes the dream work, and each of you are helping to provide the tools necessary to make this podcast even greater. Thank you. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.